Hi, I'm David. And I'm Grace, and this is the Apostolic Witness Podcast. With each episode, we're going to be taking an inside look into this great organization that makes up ALJC. So join us today from the comfort of our own home as we speak to today's guest. We're really excited for this newest episode at the Apostolic Witness Podcast. A few months ago in the Indiana District at our spring conference rally, Pastor Josh Wilson spoke on a really important topic of leading up. To all of those who are leaders, but they're not the ones in charge, this is a great episode. So take a listen and enjoy this week's podcast. Praise God. So leading up. Amen. I want to look at this session as a shepherd's assistant. And I thank God for the pastors that are present here today. How many know you got to love your pastor? Amen. How many know you got to be submitted to your pastor? Amen. We're in a society now that tells us do your own thing. Don't submit to anybody. That's a lie. Amen. We got to be submitted. So thank you for taking time here, pastors, and investing in this great district. Uh, For the past 20 years, I've been blessed to work at Faith Apostolic Church in Carmel, Indiana. Pastor Ball has told me numerous times, especially here in the past few years, amen, here are the keys to the church. They're all yours. I'm ready to retire when you're ready to take the church. Amen. He's even given me an age, amen, when he's going to retire. And every time that he says something like that to me, I tell him, hey, keep the keys. He's not allowed to retire until he's 82 years old, and we will retire together. Amen. Praise God. So I'm thankful that God has put me in the position that he has at Faith Apostolic Church. And I want to be 100% honest with you all today. I feel complete in the calling that God has me in. I know that I'm in the perfect will of God. And when you know that you're in the perfect will of God, there's no greater peace than in the perfect will of God. Amen. And I do know that one day Pastor Ball will retire. He will hand the keys to me and my wife and family, and I will quickly lay those keys on the altar and put them in the hands of God, because that's where they belong. The Bible compares pastors and elders to shepherds in the scriptures, if you have your Bible. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1, the elders which are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that she shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples of the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, how many looking forward to that chief shepherd appearing one day? You shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the other. Yea, of all you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Everybody say, due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. As an assistant to the pastor, there's many opportunities for the enemy to come in and devour you and your ministry. 
Praise God. Verse 9, whom resist steadfast the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you had suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To be glory and dominion, to him be glory and dominion forever. Amen. The Apostle Peter wrote this letter to some shepherds and to some assistant shepherds. And the first thing that Peter told them is to feed the flock of God that is among you. Amen. And before I go any farther, thank you, Sister Olivia, for speaking on that topic here today. I want to hire you to coach my wife on how to coach me. She tells me whenever I get where I'm at right now, Josh, you think we should start a family diet? I'm like, what are you talking about? You're saying I'm fat? Amen. So teach her some of that grace. Now I'm just playing. Amen. So as an assistant to the shepherd, I have an opportunity to flee to feed the flock of God in Carmel, Indiana. And I realize that when I get up to feed the flock that God has entrusted to Pastor Ball, it is not my role to get up and to take care of things. My responsibility is to pray, to fast, to get a word from God, and then deliver that word in a way that brings unity with the pastor of the flock. My role is not to get up there, amen, and to handle the things that I feel like Pastor Ball is not taking care of. I've seen many young men and many young ministers and assistant pastors, man, they go home and they talk to the wife that's a devil, Amen. And they start making a list of everything that they've got to get up and fix. And then that pastor gets up, amen, that's been fed all this mess in their mind and their spirit, and they want to get up and take care of some things. I want to tell you, if you step behind a pulpit and you take care of some things, God's going to take some care of some things in your own life. And if I get up behind a pulpit with an axe to grind and have bitterness in my heart or my spirit, or I'm not in unity with my pastor, the congregation is going to pick up on that. The sheep are going to pick up on that. And if I have it in my heart and my spirit, and I'm going to really let these sheep have it because the senior pastor's not doing it, I'm going to end up poisoning the flock that I'm supposedly feeding. I've heard young men in my position get up behind a pulpit and use their moment to take care of things that they feel need to be addressed preaching their personal convictions that do not align with the pastor of the church. And if you do that, I want to tell you from behind this pulpit, you're out of line. Their heart and their spirit was so full of pride, thinking that they really know how to handle these sheep better than the shepherd of the congregation. I want to tell you, no, you don't. God has given the shepherd of the flock, the pastor in that city, a heart and a vision for that city, and your role is to get behind him and submit to him. My role as the assistant shepherd is to get up and preach unity with the shepherd. You will see over time that you will have opportunities to address harder things as the assistant shepherd, amen, over time as the shepherd or the pastor allows you liberty to address them. Because I've been faithful to FAC, the Lord, and submitted to Pastor Ball for the past 23 years, I now have authority as a shepherd in the congregation, even though I am not the main pastor. I can get up and say things that a Nick Agler or a Chandler Ball cannot say. 
And this has happened because I have a 20-year track record of ministering in the spirit of unity with Pastor Ball with a love for the flock that God has allowed me to assist in leading. Amen? Peter said, feed the flock. I have to ask myself day in and day out, not just when I'm standing behind a pulpit, but when I walk into a sanctuary on a Wednesday night, or I reach out to somebody that hadn't been in church for a while, what am I feeding the flock right now? I want to feed them truth. I want to feed them love, unity, peace, a word from God. I don't want to feed them my own personal convictions that might be different than my senior pastor. My ideas, amen. My own personal issues that I don't feel like are being addressed. My feelings. I want to make sure, amen, that I feed them something that has come from an altar and has put in my hands that I could give them that they could be a flock that is used by God. And now listen, Pastor Ball and I, we don't always see eye to eye on everything. Amen. Pastor West was there to see that many times. I feel like there's, when I feel like there's something not being addressed by the pastor, here's what I do. Number one, I pray about it. I don't get on social media. I don't create a quorum of people like, hey, come over here. Can you believe what pastor's doing? I've been in situations, even in a home church, where there was an individual and his wife, they got together and got about 30 people. And they started airing their differences. Amen. And talking about all this stuff. And would you know, not about 15, 12, 15 years later, that individual and that wife are going through divorce court. Everybody they, they took with them, all 30 people they took from the church, none of them living for God now. They poisoned the sheep. So when I have an issue with my senior pastor, I have something that I don't agree about. Number one, I bring it to an altar and I pray about it. I get my journal out. I get my paper out. I get my computer out and I start typing it down. I articulate it. And I mull over it. You know what I do after I write it down? I pray about it some more. And if it's still in my spirit and still in my heart, I ask the senior pastor to talk about the issue. I say, what are your thoughts on this? I don't look for opportunities to leave. I don't look for opportunities to go to another church in town. I don't call up Brother Carpenter and say, hey, are there any other places I can go in the organization and work? You know what? I sit down with a prayerful spirit and I say, I want to talk about this in love. I want to understand why this is going on. I say, what are your thoughts on this? How do we handle this? Why are you doing it the way that you're doing it this way? And after the meeting or discussion, I do not get, and if I, here's, what, here's the deal. If I don't get my way, or I feel like it wasn't handled the way that I, sh- I thought it should be, I don't go and tell everybody, hey, I tried. I tried to fix it. I tried to tell the pastor what he needed to do. Amen. I don't get on Facebook and start posting things and put the leadership on blast. 
I don't get behind a pulpit and just try to, you know, be this, uh, you know, this, this, this little passive aggressive man. Or listen to me. If you're passive aggressive about your pastor and leaders in your life, you're a jerk. That's what it is. Amen. And and when we get in that mode, we need to find an altar and we need to repent and ask God to forgive us because we're not going to go to heaven that way. Amen. I don't give place to those who think they can just come to me and complain about the shepherd of the church either. The moment that you open up your life to be the complainer, come talk to me. Come talk to me. Whoa, whoa, come, on. come talk to Pastor John. I know Pastor Bo ain't listening. Come talk to Pastor John. I'll listen to you. Yeah, you, before you know it, your mind's going to be poisoned. Your wife's mind's going to be poisoned. Your kids' lives are going to be poisoned. And you're going to go sit on the front row of the church, and all you can think about is everything that's wrong instead of how good God is. That's why we've got to be submitted. My role as the shepherd's assistant, amen, or the assistant to the shepherd, amen, is to have a vision and a leadership that comes from the top down. Pastor Bo and I do not always see eye to eye. Our leadership is different in many ways. I am more hands-on and ready to take care of issues right away. If I see a problem, man, I'm ready to fix it. I'm ready to find a place of prayer, get up from that place of prayer, call who I need to call, take care of business right away. Pastor Ball likes to give the Lord some time to work. And sometimes I feel like he's given the Lord too much time. <laughs> Pastor Ball procrastinates. I get things done as soon as I can. Pastor Ball's garage is full. He's a hoarder. I am not. (laughs) He is the pastor. I am the assistant. And I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure my spirit is right. And when the time comes to feed the flock, I want to make sure that my heart, my mind, and my spirit is in the right place. The only time that I can clean the double door room and the only time I can clean the garage at the church is when pastor's out of town. (laughs) He came home last week and he opened up the garage door. He said, where's all my stuff? I said, I have no idea. (laughs) But praise God, we got storage now. (laughs) The next thing that Peter says is to be examples to the flock. In the role of an assistant shepherd, we must fulfill this role. We must be, as assistants and Christians and leaders, examples in character, examples in integrity. We must pray that God give us a love for the flock. I pray that God gives me a pastor's heart. We must be examples in holiness. We must be examples in fulfilling this role with joy and with servanthood. I want to be a servant leader, amen? That is the highest degree of leadership, is to be a servant leader, amen? We cannot be in this role as an assistant just to hold the spot until pastor croaks or retires or gets out of the way. 
I'm not in this role to hold a spot. In the position that I hold at FAC that God has put me in, I'm in it because God wants me there. And if you're in a role right now at your local church, just holding a spot, find a place to pray when you get home and ask God, where do you want me? Because it's in that place that you feel most fulfilled in the perfect will of God. I feel fulfilled, I feel fulfilled in this role. I have joy in this role. And I want the sheep that I work with to see that I love them and that I'm aligned with the senior pastor that they see. And when they see this, they give me more influence. When the flock sees that I'm serving their shepherd, they will jump in and want to do the same. When the people that you work with at your local church see that you're aligned and that you want to serve your lo- the, the pastor in the church at your local level, they will do what you do. Amen? When I follow Pastor Ball with a submitted heart, I am showing the other sheep that under Pastor Ball's leadership, I know how to follow the shepherd. And Peter said in this text today, we are to watch over the flock until the chief shepherd, Jesus, will appear. I want to be sure that if I'm the assistant to the shepherd or the, or the shepherd one day when the Lord returns, that I've done everything that I can do in my role to give glory to God and to prepare the flock that I've been blessed to work with. I want to make sure my motives are pure. I want to make sure that my heart is always in the hands of God. I want to make sure that I'm submitted and aligned with my senior pastor and that I have an attitude that says you can correct me without conflict. If the shepherd wants me to go to the barns and clean up the mess, I'm going to go to the barns and I'm going to clean up the mess. If the shepherd wants me to go out and feed the sheep, I'm going to go feed the sheep. If he wants me to load some up in a truck and take them on a mission trip, I'm going to load them up and take them on a mission trip. If he asks me to preach, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it all in the name of Jesus. When you step into the ministry that God has for you, amen, and you align yourself, he will elevate you. He will know that he can trust you. The Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you have a desire to be a shepherd over a flock one day, we must be reminded of this scripture. If we want to be honored as the pastor of the flock one day, we need to start sowing honor right now. If we want to be shown grace one day when we lead, we need to start showing and sowing grace right now. If we want others to submit themselves to our leadership one day, we must now sow leader, we must sow submission now. In the role that I'm in right now, I'm very prayerful and intentional about what I'm sowing. I often look at the seeds that are in my hand and say, where do these seeds come from? Is it something worth throwing in the ground? Or is this something that I need to lay at an altar and leave there and ask God to fill my hands with seed again? I want to look for opportunities to honor the shepherd in words, deeds, and actions day in and day out. When's the last time you went and mowed your pastor's lawn? When's the last time you took his car when he was out of town on a mission trip and just vacuumed it and cleaned it out for him? Little things like that, honoring him in front of the congregation. Amen, because keep in mind, you will reap what you're sowing in leadership one day. 
After, after Peter addresses the elder, he then transitions words to the younger leaders. He said, likewise, you younger, submit yourself unto the elder. Yea, of all the sub be subject one to another. Be clothed with humility. God resisteth the proud and give grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are not in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us into eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I'm just about done. He told the young ones, submit yourself to the elder. Have a correction without conflict mentality. I made up my mind my pastor can correct me anytime. He can call me when I'm in the field of Africa somewhere and say, hey, you're not doing this right. And I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll do whatever I've got to do to make it right. Clothe yourself in humility. Be a true servant where it's all about Jesus and his kingdom. I remember as a young preacher, I started preaching out and God started opening doors and I had roommates. And they were all young preachers, some of them from IBC, amen? And uh, I got back to the house after preaching down in Henderson, Kentucky. God did some great things. A lot of people got the Holy Ghost. Well, they all had a house meeting when I got home. They said, Josh, we want to talk to you. I said, all right. And they all came out and they said, Josh, we feel like you're full of pride. I was like, y'all a bunch of jokers. <laughs> but if my peers were telling me that, then of course I didn't want to have pride in my life. So I ran to the, I ran to the prayer room at the church. We live right next door to the church. Went in the prayer room and I said, God, you heard what my friends said. They said I'm full of pride. I don't want that. What do I need to do to defeat pride for the rest of my life? And immediately the Lord spoke back to my heart. He said, you'll defeat pride when you understand that you own nothing and everything is mine. Think about that for a moment. The moment that we own something is the moment that we open the door for pride. Brother Jeremy Lang, one of my best friends in the whole world, he always says, he said, this is not my ministry, this is God's ministry. So if you get up and you say what God wants you to say and do what God tells you to do in humility without pride, it doesn't matter what the haters say, doesn't matter what the naysayer says, and it honestly doesn't matter what the people that, that brag on you say, because it's all about him. We got to stay humble before the Lord. Humble yourself and wait for the Lord to exalt you. I want to tell somebody here today, God will elevate you if you apply these principles of God's word. But I found in my own life, whenever I try to elevate myself, when I start chasing position, when I start chasing this and that, it always backfires. You look like an idiot by the time you're done with it. But when you allow the timing of God to fall in place in your life and you serve with humility, God will elevate you because it's promised in his word. Amen. When we attempt to elevate self, we step into ministries that we're not ready for. And if we step into a ministry that we are not ready for, your life will be destroyed. Your marriage will be in danger. Your children's life will be in danger. 
because you will open up yourself. You will step outside of the hedge of protection that is set in the place where you're supposed to be. I don't want to be in any kind of ministry that I'm not supposed to be in because I open up my mind, my spirit, and my soul for an attack of the enemy. But when I get into the will of God, amen, he'll have a place to cast my cares upon. His word says that I'll be established, I'll be strengthened, I'll be settled, and I'll walk in dominion. That is what I want. I want to be able to cast my cares upon him. I want to be sober, amen? And understand that when you struggle in the will of God, the result of the end of the struggle is this. Because we're all going to struggle. He'll make you whole and perfect. He'll establish you. He'll strengthen you. And he'll settle you. That is his promise. So in conclusion here today, if your role as a leader, amen, is not the senior pastor of a flock, I want to remind you, you're still a leader. You still have followers. Be sure you're feeding the, them good things that will make them healthier and stronger. Always be an example to those that are following you, even if you're not the senior pastor. You'll make the shepherd's job easier. And when you show the other sheep how to follow, you will lead them and they will follow you in a spirit-led manner. Amen. And finally, remember, you will reap what you sow in the role that you're in right now. And eventually when God does elevate you, you got to make sure that you've been sowing some good things so that you'll reap the things that God wants you to have. Amen? God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more content and info, please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Also, make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and give us a great review. And don't forget to get your quarterly subscription to The Apostolic Witness. Alrighty, that's a wrap. Okay, bye.